Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome into the Turner home. So good to have you tuning in. Hillsong, Kansas City, we love and we miss you. And we're just honored to get to spend a few moments with you in our house. And I do believe wherever this message finds you, God is going to speak something powerfully to you. I believe there's change for you today. That God has ordained that you watching this is going to produce something special in your heart and in your life. Last week, we kicked off season two, Called Out. And now that we're able to gather home to home, we're face to face again, heart to heart, it's so exciting. We believe that God is going to do something very special, starting in your heart, but we believe that God is going to do something special and unite us all together. See, we are called out home to home. We are called out and being called out into community. And we believe that we are called out, not just for ourselves, but we are called out so that we can bring change. I love that. You know, in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, it says that they worship together regularly in the temple each day. Although we're not able to gather together in our facilities, it doesn't stop us from facilitating gatherings and worship in our homes. And it says that they met in small groups. That's what we're doing together. That's what we're aiming for. Small groups and homes. And then they took communion and shared their meals with great joy. See, we're not sheltered in anymore. Although we're abiding by the standards of safety in our community, we're not bunkering down, spiritually speaking. We've been called out to significance. And I believe we need to lean in like never before because there's breakthrough for us like never before. Today, we're being called out of a season of isolation and you have an invitation to answer for yourself. Will you be a part of what is the best part of church, that's community. Going to a worship experience is amazing, but being in the family is where your faith truly goes. And I think God is calling all of us out into a new level of commitment to the people of God for the purposes of God. It's time for us to gather together in communities. You aren't by yourself anymore. In fact, you truly find who you really are in this thing called together. Hey, with that, let's pray. Join me in prayer. God, I thank you so much for what we do get to do. Although we might be limited in what we can do as a church and gathering, you are not limited with what you can do in us and what you can do through us. Lord, I thank you by your Holy Spirit, you're calling all of us out into everything you have for us in this season. And we're not shrinking back, we're stepping in. And God, I thank you for every open heart every open ear, everyone who's ready and willing to do what you are saying, they're going to experience in this called out season, a breakout season in their life. Lord, I thank you. You're making us stronger together, unifying us for your purposes here at Hillsong, Kansas City, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, called out. So good, babe. You know, it says in Mark 16, 15, it says, and then he told them, to go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Most of us know that verse, but right there it says, go into all the world. See, come on church, we are not hiding out like you just said. We have been called out, but we've been called out to help out. See, you can't help when you're hopeless. You can't help when your heart is filled with hate. And you can't help when you have not released your hurts. See, we become the greatest source of help to the world around us when we continue to work out our inside world, when we begin to stay humble 
and then stick together. We find our grace zone when we begin to do all those things. When we begin to work out our inside world, when we make a choice because it's a choice to stay humble, and then it's not just about us and we stick together, we begin to find our grace zone. We begin to find the grace zone in our personal lives. We begin to find the grace zone in our marriages, in our parenting, in our relationships, and in our bigger community. And then we get fueled up and our faith starts to make a real difference. Awesome. See, humility, it has this way about itself. Humility produces authenticity. Mm-hmm. And then authenticity, it actually is what begins to create unity among all of us. Yeah, it begins great. to bind our lives together. It's not just in a superficial way that we're connected. No, it begins to create a unity and a connectedness. And unity, let me just tell you, church, unity is where it's at. Yeah. Because so unity is where the blessing of God is is yeah that's so good and so true and i think if we're talking about being called out i think god is calling all of us out to new levels of honesty with where we're really at with authenticity with with what we're really walking through and when we get authentic i believe god can do a real and lasting work this is why we believe why don't you remember this or write this down it's authenticity over everything authenticity is not perfection Authenticity is not performance. It's not even giving people what you think they want. It's not allowing other people to dictate who you are. See, listen, God wants to use your real self. In fact, God can only use your real self. He will not and cannot anoint an imitation. So let's be real. This world is looking for real, real people. Even people like you and me with real problems. Because there's a real love that changes our problems. There's real restoration for people when we walk in authenticity. And I believe God is wanting to empower us to be a real church that represents a real Savior. Being authentic means coming to a, a place, a real place within you. It's when your actions and your words are congruent with what we say we believe and what we say we value. It's being true to yourself. Not an imitation of what we think we should be or what we've been told to be or even who we're trying to imitate to become like. No, it's being who you really are. And when your values and your words and your actions line up, you're being called out into the greatness that God has right in front of you. I love what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. There is too much fake out there. I think the world can see right through fake. I think in the church, historically, we've been known as people that say we believe something, proclaim something, but actually demonstrate something else. I think it's a time like never before, where the world is looking for real answers. People are looking for real faith. People are dealing with real issues. For us to say, hey, we're choosing authenticity over everything. We're gonna show them who we really are. It's not a perfect person, but God uses imperfect people. Throughout the Bible, in history, we see people with huge flaws, huge hangups, huge problems, still being called out into greatness and into destiny. See, authenticity produces truth, truth produces trust, and trust produces growth. 
And if you want your life to grow, if you want your relationships to grow, you have to get real. You know, my wife is a, a picture aficionado. We're not going anywhere doing anything without multiple pictures. I have to upgrade the storage on her iCloud just to make room it's real. for all the moments. Not a moment is missing in our life because there's always a picture. And you know, you can take a pretty ordinary picture and put a lot of filters on it and make it pretty amazing. And yet when it comes to your heart, to your life, to who you really are, when it comes to being authentic, you need to get rid of all the filters. Yeah. I, I get it with some of you, like you take a selfie and you throw a few filters on there and it can be fun. But next thing you know, you're like 20 pounds lighter, four inches taller, the whitest teeth on the planet. Your skin tone doesn't look like anything that God made you with. And what you find is something that might get a few likes, but it's not who you really are. God cannot anoint a person living behind a facade and living with too many filters. I believe this, that we've got to be real, not run from reality, but run to a real God. And when we're really running to God and being called out into this place of authenticity, it's a heart that God can use. It's a life that God can touch. And your imperfect self is exactly who God wants to call out into destiny and into purpose. And it is your season yeah. to get real, to get authentic, so you can get on with all the real things God has called you to. So I want you to get this. You cannot live behind filters if you want to step into your future. So good. It's so true, isn't it? And you know, we need authenticity, don't we? Yeah. Marriages thrive with authenticity. Relationships, communities thrive, change, progress with authenticity. Yeah. And it's a process to work it out. None of us arrive overnight. None of us are like, it's not this process of perfection. And I think when you think it's perfection, you actually miss authenticity, even with pure motives, because we're all going to continue to grow and develop and to change and to become more of who God has called us to be until Jesus returns. So perfection, we need to throw it out the window. There is no just ultimate goal. Girls, there is no ultimate picture of who you're called to be except Jesus. Jesus is the author. Jesus is the finisher of our faith. He's the one we're looking to. And as, as long as we're looking to him, we're going to be in that process to discover who we are really called to be. And so how do we do this? Let's get practical. How do we do this? Here we are, you're gathering in homes, you're with some of your, your friends and your family and your church family. And so how do we really walk out this process of authenticity? How do we drop the filters so we can really let people see who we are? See, we're called out. We're home to home right now. We're face to face. And it's time to take our relationships to a whole nother level of heart to heart. That's great. You want greater transformation? Go heart to heart with somebody. Yeah. You don't have to go heart to heart with everybody. You don't have to share everything. There are things I share with Kyle as my greatest confidant, the greatest relationship on the planet that I'll ever have besides Jesus is my husband. There are things I share with him that I don't share with anything else. And then I have a few other people in my life I might get heart to heart with in a way that I don't get heart to heart with everybody else. But let me tell you this, church, you need people to go heart 
to heart with. So I've got a few simple things. These are simple, but I will tell you, if you'll begin to put them into practice as a church community and a family, we would begin to put these things into practice in a whole new way. And they're simple, so we can all do them. I'll tell you, we will see radical life change in our life. And that's what God has for us as a church family. That's what God has for you as an individual because we're called again. We're called out so that we can bring hope and help at a greater level. It's not just about us, church. It's about others. So number one, really simple. You have to begin to ask real questions. You have to ask real questions to get to know people. you got to go beyond the surface. You don't need to go calling everybody out. And maybe there's a question. You need to learn to be sensitive in the situation because maybe that person doesn't want to go heart to heart with you. Maybe like you want to go heart to heart with them. But still, we need to be asking real questions in our relationships. After we ask real questions, guess what? We need to give real answers. We've got to begin to really share what's going on. Oftentimes when we still have that illusion of perfection, it's a filter that we're seeing life, relationships, and fulfillment through. We don't give people real answers. We give them the answer that they, that we think they want. But oftentimes, and I choose just to believe this about people, Oftentimes, people aren't just wanting something from us. They're actually really wanting to get to know who we are. But if we don't give real answers, guess what? We always have that barrier. And so authenticity never begins to thrive. And then there's never that bond of unity that God begins to bless. So we never experience the blessing of God on our relationships. So guess what? With there's not intimacy, so we don't feel fulfillment. You want to walk in freedom? Begin to give some real answers. You can choose the layer of depth in your relationships that you want to go there with, but you need to get heart to heart with people. Ask real questions. Give real answers. And then let's just get honest. Let's drop the facade. Let's drop the facade so that we can begin to admit our faults. See, oftentimes we're running from our faults and guess what? Freedom is on the other side of your faults. That should set us all free today. You can have faults and you can walk in freedom. You can have faults and your faults are actually what are going to move your relationships forward. Oh my goodness, if that's not grace, I don't know what grace is. That your faults can cause you to walk in forgiveness. That your faults can actually begin to bring freedom and fulfillment in your life in another way because you're not hiding from them, but you're cultivating authenticity. You're dropping the facade. You're admitting your faults and you're going to begin to walk in fulfillment and freedom in a brand new way. I believe that for our church right now. I believe that for your life in this season. You're about to walk in freedom in a brand new way. That fault that you thought was gonna hold you back, that fault that's been causing you to be stuck in your past, guess what? As you admit that fault to the right person, to the right person, heart to heart, you're about to get free. 
Scripture says it like this in James 5, 16. It says, admit your faults to one another. And then take it a step deeper in our, in our homes today. We can go ahead and apply this and then pray for one another. And then after you've prayed for each other, guess what? You're gonna tap into the healing power of God and you are going to be healed. Amen. Admit your faults to one another, not just to yourself and not just to God, to one another. We need each other in this process of becoming everything that God has called us to be. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. After you drop that facade and after you admit those faults, then we begin to number four, write this down. You begin to pivot from your past towards your purpose. That's great. You know, I would love for every single one of us to ask ourselves this question. Where am I living hidden? Um, Wherever you're living hidden, you're giving room for shadows. Where do you need to begin to give God access and allow him to call you out? You know, being called out, if we can, if I can just be honest, I'll talk about myself. Being called out is not fun. I know when Kyle calls me out and he does on something, gosh, it hurts in the moment. My first reaction is to get defensive. I'm like, hold up wait a minute, and then I'm like, yeah, ouch, I see that, he's right. And when I begin to see that, I have a choice I have to make. I have to choose to own it so yeah. that I can overcome it. That's great. I have to own it so I can overcome it. Scripture says it like this, 1 John 1, 7. Says, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. You want to increase your fellowship with each other? Increase how much light you're walking in. Increase how much word you're walking in. Increase how much honesty, heart-to-heart -heart communication that you are having with the people that you are called to be the most vulnerable, transparent, and intimate within your world. Then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus. Are you grateful for the blood yeah, of Jesus? Yeah, awesome. Are you grateful for the sacrifice of Jesus? Yeah. Are you grateful that you can be forgiven? Yeah. Are you grateful today that you don't have to be held back to your past and somebody, you're holding yourself to your past and guess what? Good news. Jesus is not holding you to your past. The blood of Jesus, his son, it cleanses us from all sin. See, that's how we begin to grow in authenticity. And as we walk in the light, we level up. We become more and more who God has called us to be. And while we're doing that and becoming more like God has called us to be, we're actually also developing those authentic friendships we need to walk into our futures. That's so incredibly powerful. And if we're not real with each other, then we can't get that healing that we need. Yeah. There's not that closeness that we're called to. 
And the truth of the matter is, none of us can fulfill our God-given purpose by ourselves. Yeah. Over and over again, the Bible always points to the power of together, even more so in this New Testament life that we live, that we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're committed and connected to this family of faith. And it's in this family of connection that our future unfolds. In fact, when we get together in unity that comes out of authenticity, God's power always shows up. When I see people getting real with who they really are and receiving the real love of God and getting real with a handful of, of other believers, I get so excited because I know that their purpose is on the other side of positioning themselves in that place of unity. In Acts chapter 2 verse 1 it says, when the day of Pentecost came, which is actually next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, when the day of the Holy Spirit came, they were all together in one place in that upper room. And I think as believers, when we're committed to authenticity and we're committed to community, we are raising our life up a level. We're getting into the upper room. We're getting a little closer to who God has called us to be. There's, a, I think, a greater portion of the Holy Spirit for us to experience and to be filled with when we get authentic and real. And we, they came into the upper room and that was the movement and the moment that changed the world and is still changing the world today through the church. See, they all made a few decisions. They made a God decision to follow what Jesus said. Every single person that showed up in the upper room, they said yes to what Jesus asked of them. Yeah. This is why obeying the word of God never gets old. It yeah. always positions us in a place of God's power and promotion. Yeah. They obeyed Jesus and they, they waited for the gift of the promise one, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then they got together. They joined with the disciples. They were in this thing together. Then the God factor shows up. And when that happens, when they make a decision, get with disciples, destiny is unleashed yeah. on the earth. Yeah. The same for you and me. When we make God decisions, when we get together, destiny unfolds right in front of our face. When we're united, we, we, we're a church that's bigger than just any one person. We're a church that's bigger than any one personality. We're a church positioned with the power of the Holy Spirit to bring real and lasting change to a world that is so thirsty and hungry for real help. And we find that in the power of community. I hope that you find that in this season of home to home. That as we're gathering together, we're getting to know each other. We're dropping that facade, like you said, and our faith will actually grow exponentially in this place of authenticity. You know, so many scriptures about destiny speak to being united with a person for a season. I believe for every one of us, there's a, a person or two in the community of faith, in church, that you're called to be united with in this season to produce a significant result. We see Paul and Silas and Paul and Barnabas. We see Elijah and Elisha. Different stages and ages of life, but committed and connected for a common purpose. We see Ruth and Boaz drawn together to, to bring something powerful out of their life. We see Jordan and Pippin. Okay, not in the Bible. And what are we going to watch now that the last dance is over? I don't know. Does TV even exist anymore? But it just teaches us the fact that the Bible always uses duos to bring dynamic change. Wow. Not that they're all great by themselves, yeah. but the power is actually not in their own personhood. Yeah. The power is in their unity for the mission of Jesus. Right. And when we get together, couple together, there's some lasting change that's going to happen through our lives. And this is why I so desperately desire, if I could just speak to your heart for a moment, get out of the shadows. Yeah. Get real with God. Yeah. Get in community. I, I get it. Church might have burned you before. 
It's happened to all of us. Yeah. Christians are normal people too with real hang-ups and they still have hurts. Happens all the time. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Jesus died to build the church. Jesus yeah. died to bring the church alive. The Holy Spirit has come to cover over those hurts and those wounds if you'll get real with Him so that you can get on to your future. Let me call you out for a moment. You belong in the church, and you belong not just going to church, but being connected and yeah. committed to yeah. the unity of the church. And when you do that, exponential blessing and promotion will come upon your life. You know, I have a, I have a question for you. Who is the and in your life? Yeah. If it's Elijah and Elisha, who's the and? It might be one, two, it might be three. It's probably not much more than that, a real relationships for you. But who's that and? You know, if you get a wedding invitation, it invites you to a plus one. It invites you to bring one person with you. And I think every single one of us to walk into all that God has for our future, there needs to be a plus one in your life. And if you've been hiding out in your own little silo, if you've been doing life all by yourself, it is no wonder to me that you're not experiencing the fruitfulness that comes with godly fellowship. You're not experiencing the power that comes with unity. Who are you doing life with? Let me tell you right now, we're called to have friends that are from every walk, shade, and, and group in life. They're from all over the place. We're called to be friends of sinners. But for people to really walk into their future, you need to have friends in the faith. Yeah. You need to have a believer to be your best friend and confidant. Yeah. And if you don't have that yet, this is the season for you. I'm calling you out to get some godly friends in your relationship so you can experience the best of God's life for you. As a church, we're always aiming to go larger in impact. Like Liz said, it's that go into all the world. That's the mandate that drives the mission of this church, the mission of Jesus to seek and save the lost. So we have to be serious about reaching as many people as possible. But as we go larger in platform, we actually need to get more personal. We need to go larger and smaller at the same exact time. That's what home to home is all about that will actually grow stronger in unity, which will produce a greater platform for the purposes of heaven in our church when we're not just looking for making a big result out there, but we're getting closer in here. We're, we're getting more knit together as a family. That's when our faith can go the farthest. We want to get larger in worship and in gatherings, but while we're not able to do that in this season, guess what's a perfect season for us to grow closer together so we can have all that God has called us to. You know, in the Bible, there are 58 different one another's to like love one another, forgive one another, serve one another, honor one another, pro pro provide for one another, protect one another. So you cannot fulfill the word of God for your life without getting together one another. You know, I really don't need to convince you with the Bible that you need relationships. You were already wired by God to be connected and committed to other believers. He made you that way. And some of you out of past hurts and wounds, you've been living in the shadows, you haven't been telling the truth, you've been living behind that facade. This is your season to grow in your real faith by getting real God relationships in your life, to remove every barrier and wound and excuse that you've lived with in your yesterday because there's a God-given future for you to walk into your tomorrow and it requires right relationships. You know, Jesus says in John chapter 13, I'm giving you a new commandment for you right now. In other words, Jesus says, this is what I want you to do. This is a commandment for you right now. Love each other. 
just as much as I have loved you. I mean, that's a big ask. I mean, that's an impossible ask. But how many of you know that with Christ, we can do the impossible? Yeah. That with God, all things are possible to him who believes. So Jesus would never ask it from us if he wouldn't grace us for it. There is more love in you for others than you even know. And it's our love, Jesus says, for each other that proves to the world that he's real. It proves to the world that, that, that he's the answer. It proves to the world that he's the change that they need. You know, it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, In Christ, we who are many form one body. And each and every one of us, each member belongs to all the others. When we become believers, when we're in Christ, our life isn't our own anymore. We are called and have to be connected to Christ's community. Have to be connected to the body of Christ. But this is a part that so many people are missing. Listen, write this down. Fellowship requires frequency. You can't just show up when you feel like it. Yeah. You've got to make a commitment in your faith that That's I'm going right. to show up as often as I yeah. possibly can if I want to have that real kind of fellowship. Yeah. So this flywheel of fellowship works like this. We show up in church filled up, ready to pour out. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Sometimes we come into the house of God and we need yeah. help, but you'll always find help in your time of need when you look to bless others. Yeah. So we get on this flywheel. I'm showing up filled up. I'm pouring out. I'm bringing faith. I'm bringing hope. I'm bringing encouragement. I'm bringing help to others. And you will always leave with more than you brought in. That's yeah. the way that God works. And let me call you out for a moment. Some of you are really good at frequency with church. You're always there, but you have no fellowship. You have no friendship. Some of you are great in finding your friends in church. In fact, when you first came, you were showing up all the time. Then you found some friends. And now you don't show up all that frequent anymore. You're missing the beauty of the breakthrough God has yeah. for you because it's not one or the other. It's both. And it's not just based upon your personality type. It's what Christ has called you into. We've got frequency and fellowship, frequency and friendship. And the flywheel will begin to spin and it will bring God momentum in to your future. Every single one of us, we need to make it a priority to show up to things that build us up. And when we show up for things that build us up, we're not just looking out for ourselves. We're looking out for others. Who can we encourage in their faith? Yeah. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, that to enjoy the companionship of those who love the Lord. Yeah. Church should not be endured. It should be enjoyed. And you yeah. have to make a decision. I'm going to bring the joy into these relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think the enemy loves to bring so much division in the church? Why do you think the enemy loves to allow pride and insecurity yeah. and selfishness? Why do those things work their way into every church, sometimes even into every group, to get one Christian frustrated at another? Because yeah. the enemy knows he can't steal our salvation, but he can stop our momentum when yeah. he gets us in disunity. Yeah. I believe with all my heart, if you believe, you should belong. Yeah. Not when it's fun, not when it's just convenient, yeah. not when it's easy. If you're a believer, that means you're a belonger. Yeah. That means we belong to the family of faith. That means we belong to this community. Yeah. Every one of us can take a week off. We can enjoy life. We can go on vacation. But if we're really committed to the purposes of God through our life, then we're committed to the meeting of God. We're committed to the relationships of God. If you're a believer, you're a belonger. This is what God is asking of you. So let's answer the call today called out of isolation and guess what you're being called in to community mm -hmm.
I love 2 Corinthians 4 too. It's in the message translation. It's so good. It says, we refuse, we refuse. This is a decision. You are making a decisive decision. I refuse, which means it might get hard, to wear masks and play games. We do not maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. And I just want to take a pause. This is not scripted. Whatever is the behind the scenes of your life, it is the most real part of your life. Somebody needs to hear today again. You're behind the scenes you've been afraid of. So you've been covering over your faults and it's time to open up about your faults because that's right where grace is. So we make a decision, Hillsong, Kansas City. We make a decision, church, that we don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes of our life. Rather, we keep everything that we do and we say out in the open, the whole truth on display so that those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. How good is that? You know, there's a recovery saying that says this, you're only as sick as your secrets. You're only as sick as your secrets. I'm only as sick as my secrets. It's the same for all of us. So where have you been wearing a mask? Where have you underestimated the grace of God, the power of God, the work of the cross, the forgiveness because of Jesus? Where have you overestimated your faults and underestimated the grace of God so it's kept you in secrecy? It's kept the behind the scenes of your life held to yourself, the very place that you need freedom so much. Right now, I believe you're going to begin in a healthy way and in a safe way with the right people in authentic community to begin to drop the facade, to share your faults, and to begin to go heart to heart with what really matters. What really matters to you, guess what? It matters to God. And what really matters to you with the right people Let me tell you, they're going to care about you. And it's in that place of authenticity that there's this window of belonging. And the power of belonging heals the human soul. When it's isolated, it begins to deteriorate. But when the soul in a healthy place, even where it's been fragmented, begins to connect to people in an authentic way, in an honest way, belonging begins to happen. And over time, remember, it's not perfection, it's a process. And in that process, just like Psalms 23 tells us, He restores our soul. That promise has still been and still is available to you today. It's available in marriages today. There's some marriages some of you, you need to get honest with one another. You need to begin to share. You need to create sacred space for communication where you can begin to share sacred secrets and begin to allow God to restore and heal and bind up your broken heart, releasing your purpose, bringing strength and brand new 
ways. But where have you been living shady in the shadows? I believe, again, being called out isn't fun. We're calling everybody out. Guess what? I believe the Holy Spirit is calling us all out of hiding. We're not called to be hiding in ourselves or hiding in our sin or hiding in our shame. We're actually called out to be hidden in Christ. But we're now righteous because of Jesus. We're now forgiven, not because of our works that I can boast of myself, how good I am and how perfect I've been. No, I can actually say with confidence, I screwed up and God forgave me and now I'm walking in freedom. And isn't that the testimony, the story that other people need to hear? I believe that. So not in judgment. God's not calling us out in judgment because he never does that. He is calling us out so that we can experience his amazing grace. He's calling you out of your hurts. He's calling you out of your regrets. He's calling you to lean into real relationships and he is calling your soul into a new place of authenticity. You know, today I want to pray for you. Maybe just if you bow your heads, we're all in homes, we're among friends, we're surrounded by people that love and care about us. I just wanna take a moment to pray for you because maybe you're like, I really do feel called out. I know it's Kyle and I were preparing this and working this out together and just having honest conversation. I think I felt called out a few times. And you know what? I think that's actually a good place to be because it's at that crossroad that we actually embrace transformation. So maybe you've been wearing a mask. Maybe there's a facade that has actually become so much a part of what you wear daily. And God's saying, hey, it's time to have a change of wardrobe. It's time to say, hey, you've been wearing that way too long. Let's actually, let's go ahead and change our style just a little bit. That facade, it doesn't fit you anymore. So if that to you, why don't you just open up your heart to God? Because I believe it's in that place where you've had a facade. I believe it's in that place that maybe you've even felt within yourself. You felt a little fake. I believe you're going to get some forward motion in your future. You're going to begin to gain some friends of your future. Your soul's going to begin to get restored and you're going to begin to build your life with a greater authenticity. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I lift up every single person, Father, heart and soul that is opening up their heart to you and saying, God, I feel called out and I want to be called up. I want to level up into the future that you have for my life. And Father, I pray right now that as they would begin to admit their faults, they would begin to ask real questions, they would begin to show up with real answers, God. I pray that you would begin to bring healing in Jesus' name. Father, right now, I release your peace over every heart, over every home, over every marriage, over every individual, God. I pray that you would bring them up and bring them out into a place of real connection with other believers so that we can truly bring hope and help, that we can actually be friends of sinners because we have strength of character and we have some community around us that has provided us strength. So I pray your grace, your healing, and your wholeness. We receive it 
right now. Just receive it right now, wherever you're at. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Really quickly, let me just give you an opportunity to receive Jesus into your life. Maybe you're watching this and you're not a part of our church. And maybe you're just watching this with a friend or someone sent this to you or just stumbled upon it randomly. I don't think it was by chance that you're here today that you're viewing this. I believe it's because God wanted to meet with you. The Bible says he's called us out of darkness and into his wondrous, into his glorious light. And that means that we don't have to live in the shadows anymore. We don't have to live in shame. We don't have to live in sin. We can actually live with him, the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And ahead of time, before you change your character, before you change your life, he already called you out. He already paid the price on the cross. He already gave his life up for yours. And what we have to do is just answer the call. We answer the call just in this simple prayer. We call it a believer's prayer. Would you join with me? I encourage you to pray this out loud from a place of faith in your heart. And in this very moment, you're gonna have radical life change as the light begins to invade every place that's been dark, every place that's been a shadow, Jesus is about ready to show up. Amen. Would you pray this with me? Come on, everyone, let's pray together. Say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. for giving your life for me. I give my life to you. I turn from my old ways. I give you my whole heart. I want to be everything you've called me to be. I'm not living in the shadows. I'm stepping into salvation. I receive your light. I receive your grace. And from today on, I'm all yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, Hillsong Church. What a beautiful day to connect with you. And if you made that decision to give your heart to Jesus, we are so proud of you. We're not here just to pray a prayer with you. We're here to walk with you into the beautiful future that God has for you. I can't wait to see you back next week as we keep gathering home to home in this season. And before you know it, this season, we'll be stepping into the next season where we'll be able to gather together in our facilities again. But up till that time, let's keep leaning into each other and into community. Let's keep pouring out for the house of hope. And together, we're going to radically change our city and we're going to touch the world. We love you so much. On behalf of Liz and I and the Turner family, your family as well, we love you so very much. And we can't wait to see you soon.